Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast at the end of the universe. I am your host Elizabeth and today we are talking about more religious history which seems to be the theme of this week. I know I said that we might be going into some self-care and that may happen in a couple segments down the road from right now but in the short term we are going to dive into on today in history. On today in history, we are talking about the Treaty of Passau, also known as the Peace of Passau. Signed on August 2nd, 1552 in the city of Passau, which is located in present-day Germany, this treaty marked an important step towards religious tolerance and freedom in the Holy Roman Empire. But, as we will remember from yesterday's uh, history lesson about Ferdinand II, Not everybody remembered the treaty or really remembered the importance of the treaty, but that aside, for the 16th century, the Treaty of Passau was a significant diplomatic agreement, and it played a crucial role in shaping the religious landscape of 16th century Europe. During this period, Europe was embroiled in religious strife, particularly the Protestant Reformation. This had been ignited by Martin Luther's challenge to the Catholic Church's doctrines in 1517. This led to the rise of Protestant movements across various regions. It challenged the authority of the Roman Catholic Church, and it sparked tensions with the Holy Roman Empire, which at this point was under the rule of Emperor Charles V. Emperor Charles V was a staunch Catholic. He had attempted to suppress the spread of Protestantism and enforce religious conformity through the Diet of Augsburg in 1530. But the situation remained unstable, with various Protestant states resisting his efforts. A series of conflicts followed, culminating in the Schalmat... I can never say this word properly. Schmalkaldic War. There we go. Yeah, that one, which was fought between the forces of the Holy Roman Empire and the Protestant Schmalkaldic League. I hate that word. The Schmalkaldic, I almost got it there. Um, This war brought about a stalemate and both sides eventually realized the need for a negotiated settlement to end the hostilities. The peace talks took place in Passau, and after several months of negotiations, which is mind-boggling to me, I don't know why this took months, but it did, after several months, the Treaty of Passau was concluded. The main provision of the Treaty of Passau was the formal recognition of religious freedom for Lutherans within the Holy Roman Empire. This was a significant departure from previous attempts to impose religious conformity. The treaty granted Lutheran territories the right to practice their faith openly, the right to build churches, and to conduct public worship without fear of persecution or intervention from imperial authorities. Moreover, the treaty also allowed Protestant rulers to maintain their authority over their territories, even if they had converted from Catholicism to Lutheranism. This ensured a level of political stability and autonomy for Lutheran regions within the Holy Roman Empire. 
The signing of the Treaty of Passau was not the final resolution to the religious conflicts in the Holy Roman Empire, as we know. There was yet another treaty, the Peace of Oz... What is with my tongue this morning? It was followed by another treaty, the Peace of Augsburg in 1555, which solidified the principles of whose realm his religion. According to this principle, the religion of a particular territory would be determined by the faith of its ruler, either Catholic or Lutheran, and the subjects were expected to follow the religion of their ruler. This did give the subjects, although most of them did not exactly have the money to relocate, the power to relocate to a region where the ruler had the same religion that they practiced. Now, while the Treaty of Passau and the Peace of Augsburg brought about an end to the immediate hostilities, tensions between Catholics and Protestants persisted, and they eventually erupted into the devastating Thirty Years' War in 1618, which we talked a little bit about yesterday, and this further shaped the religious and political landscape of Europe. Now, the Treaty of Passau was highly significant for several regions for several reasons, including the recognition of religious freedom. This granted religious freedom to Lutherans within the Holy Roman Empire for the first time ever. This was a remarkable development as it marked one of the first instances of religious tolerance in European history. The treaty recognized that Lutheranism was a legitimate faith which was huge. It had never yet been recognized by the powers that be as a legitimate faith. This did help end some religious persecution between Catholics and Lutherans. Before the treaty, the religious landscape in the Holy Roman Empire was characterized by wars, conflicts, and persecutions of the minorities. The treaty brought back an end to the Schmalkaldic War, I got it on the first try, and provided a respite from the violence and the bloodshed that plagued the region. It also allowed for a degree of religious coexistence, not ideal, but it did reduce the threat of further hostilities. It also helped establish territorial sovereignty, which upheld the right of Protestant rulers to maintain authority over their old territories. This territorial sovereignty granted political autonomy to Lutheran states within the Holy Roman Empire. It set precedent for religious peace. This was an important precedent for future religious peace negotiations as it demonstrated that diplomacy and compromise could be used to resolve religious conflicts rather than just military force. A lesson that we have not fully learned apparently, but that's another topic. The principles established in the treaty served as a foundation for the subsequent Peace of Augsburg in 1555, which further solidified the concept of religious coexistence. It had a significant influence on Roman history. The Treaty of Passau's recognition of religious freedom for Lutherans had a lasting impact on the political landscape of Europe. It contributed to the spread of Protestantism, God, I need coffee, and laid the groundwork for the eventual recognition of other Protestant denominations across Europe. The treaty's principles of tolerance and territorial sovereignty also influenced subsequent treaties that were aimed at resolving the conflicts on the continent. And also, the 
Treaty of Passau can be seen as an early example of the recognition of religious freedom as a fundamental human right. By granting Lutherans the right to practice their faith openly, the treaty acknowledged the individual's right to hold and express their religious beliefs without coercion from the state or religious authorities. This exercise in autonomy and individuality was huge. It doesn't sound like it now, looking back through the lens of 2023, but this was pretty much unheard of at the time. The Treaty of Passau was important because it marked a significant shift towards tolerance within the Holy Roman Empire. Now, even though they backslid several times and we have continued to backslide over the centuries, this was not a perfect solution by any means, but it represents a step towards religious freedom and political stability. And it was one that really helped lay the groundwork for future treaties, for future peace accords. Not everybody learned from this, but it was still an incredible step in the right direction. today's devotional, I would love to take a moment to center ourselves and connect with the divine presence that resides within us and around us. As a Quaker, I believe you, me, the dogs, the plants, the air, everything has the divine spark. And today, I want us to let go of the worries and the distractions of the world. I want us to open our hearts to receive wisdom and blessings that await us from the divinity that lives within us and also around us. Today's verse comes from Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding, but in all ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Today's verse from the book of Proverbs reminds us of the importance of trust and surrender in our spiritual journey. Life often presents us with challenges and uncertainties that can leave us feeling anxious and overwhelmed, and in such times it is natural to rely on our own understanding and to seek control over the situations we face. But this verse also invites us to place our trust in the divine whatever that may mean to each of us. This is an invitation to surrender worry and fear and acknowledge that there is a higher wisdom at play beyond our limited understanding. For me, I see that as that of God. You may see that as the universe, as spirit, as soul, as intuition. Submit to that otherness, which is still part of the oneness. And in doing so, you open yourself up to receive guidance and clarity, even and perhaps especially in the midst of uncertainty. Now, trusting in the divine, trusting in that of God and the universe, 
doesn't mean we abandon our responsibilities or become passive observers or life. It means we act with faith. It means we align our actions with values of love and compassion and integrity. And as we walk on the path of life with trust, we find that our paths become straighter, obstacles more manageable, and that we are supported in ways we could not possibly have anticipated. To put this in practice, I invite you to take a few moments of quiet reflection. Close your eyes and bring attention to your breath. Allow yourself to feel the presence of the divine energy within you and around you. Reflect on a situation in your life that is causing you stress or worry. As you hold that situation in your mind, release any need to control or understand it fully. Instead, surrender it to the divine. Trust that there is a higher purpose and wisdom at work even if you don't see it. With an open heart, you can repeat the following affirmation either silently or aloud. I trust in the wisdom of the divine. I surrender my worries and my fears, knowing that I am guided and supported. I choose to walk with faith and love, and I believe that my path is being made straight. Gracious and loving divine, on this day we come before you with open hearts and spirits of trust. We acknowledge there are things beyond our understanding. We surrender them to your care. Help us walk with faith, knowing that you guide our steps and provide for us in every way. Grant us the strength to face the challenges that come our way, the wisdom to discern the right path, and the courage to follow that path with conviction. May your presence be a source of comfort and assurance as we journey through this day and beyond. We offer our gratitude for the blessings you bestow upon us and that of all creation. The light in me recognizes the light in you, the light in others, and the light in the world. Namaste. So we did not end up doing any content about self-care. I don't know what that's about. I just wasn't feeling the leading. But a topic for a future episode, of course. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that you are showing up here. This is a labor of love. And I would do it even if nobody listened. But I am deeply honored that people are listening. Thank you very much, and I will see you back here tomorrow.